welcome to episode 52 of Too Old for This Podcast, your safe space for grown-up talk about childish things. And tonight, we are talking all things DCEU. That's right, the Snyder Cut is being And what does that mean in the entire DC film universe? Let's talk about it, let's figure it out. Let's go. What's shaking, Bacon? How you doing, my brother? Good. How are you? I don't know, but uh, your audio doesn't sound as good as it did before we start recording. Now that's for sure. <laughs> But it's all good. <laughs> how's uh how's life in the Dove household? Uh you know, we're we're hanging in here. We're COVID free. Yeah, yeah. So far. Good, good, good. Um, you know, and uh we've been spending a lot of time in the backyard. Okay. In the garden. Nice. Getting into some serious gardening, nice. getting into some serious playtime with with Lucas, our two year old. Uh it's uh, it was actually a really nice weekend, and uh, we actually spent a lot of time out there, um, which has been good, nice, nice, and it's been a nice relief, uh, considering all of the negativity going on in the world right now. Yeah, one hundred. Uh, you know, it's been really tough. You can't watch the news without seeing, you know, this terrible, terrible video on repeat. Yeah. Uh, of this, of this poor man being murdered by a police officer. Yeah in minneapolis um and the constant news coverage of all of the fallout that's happening yeah. uh across america and you know uh a little bit in canada not as much it's happening here in canada too it's you know it's not, happening other, not to other the places extreme as though but no no but you know it's still uh the whole world is hurting yeah. uh and it's a tough time right now it's tough to talk about the fun stuff right yeah. um you know, I was impressed today to see our friends at Star Wars Underworld came out and um, in support of uh, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, uh, uh, that was a that's a really bold move uh, for a Star Wars uh, website mm-hmm. uh, to to come out and take a political stand uh, in these times that we live in. Yeah. Uh, they're guaranteed to draw a lot of fire from for that. Um, and, uh, you know, if they were just concerned about how many clicks they were getting, if they were just concerned about, about how popular they were, um, they wouldn't do that kind of thing. Uh, so they, they obviously really care, those guys. And uh, that's awesome. So, yep. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I, yeah, it was uh, good. good to see. And, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's tough to even talk about the video. Like it uh, honestly yeah. moved me. Um, yeah. I was, yeah. uh, I was like yeah. pretty much brought to tears by it. Yeah. Uh, I can't like, watch. Um, I've seen, I've, I've seen it so many times now. Yeah. And like I said, like I can't, I can't avoid it now. And, um, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't watch it anymore. Like, yeah. um, you know, I, you know, I get it. Something, yeah. you know, change has to happen. Wow. Uh, I get it. Um, yeah. It's it's heartbreaking. It's 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 impossible, you know. And 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 that um, you know, there was just that recent video where the poor guy was jogging, uh, oh, and yeah. the retired the retired cop and his son just hunted him. Yeah, that's from the, the back. That's a great the back way to put it. Through. That's exactly what happened. That he was uh, hunted, like yeah. literally. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was, yeah. It was sad. Um, but you know what? We're not here to talk about political. Uh, we're not here to talk yeah. about depressing even stuff. Even though, um, I, you know, this kind of stuff, you know, it's just, it's not even political anymore. You know, yeah. it's just it's just right and wrong. You know, and it's just yeah. you know, black black people are really being hunted in the U.S. right now, yeah. and 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 it, it needs to stop, and change has to happen right now. Yeah. Um, I agree. But 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 I'm not going to go on about it because uh, we because yeah. th- this is that's not what this episode is about. That's no. not what this show is about. Yeah. Uh, we are here for the fun stuff. So let's switch gears a little bit, Kev. Yeah. Um, Kev, you know what? There are two main fandoms in my life, mm-hmm. and um, you know that we've been talking about one of them so much that. It has now become a mantra on mm-hmm. our show that we are not a podcast that is <laughs> specifically about um, my first favorite John Williams theme mm-hmm. of all time, which. It, it... Sorry, did I cut you off? No, 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 please, please <laughs> let, it, let it go. My yeah. first favorite John Williams theme of all time. Um, and when I say first, I just mean the first one we're talking about today. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Go ahead. You can talk over it. That's, you know, that's good. That's good. I wanted to play that. (laughs) I want to play that for people because, um, you know what? my other favorite John Williams theme of all time and and maybe maybe my actual favorite John Williams theme of all time um it, it's it's just as familiar and maybe it's a little similar mm-hmm. um but to me it has just that exact same emotional just like spirit lifting power Superman! Did you like my little ad lib? <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. I actually thought that was part of the original score. I didn't realize that. Uh, shit. You know, speaking of just a little, just a little, I just want to throw this in real quick. Uh, John Williams also uh, scored Jaws, like one of the most amazing theme songs ever made. That's and true. Did you know that when John Williams first brought that to Steven Spielberg, he laughed and he was like, "Okay, seriously, what's uh, what do you have for me?" Yeah, no, I did not know that. <laughs> That's funny. And uh, when I heard that, I was like, "Really?" <laughs> but yeah, apparently, le- legit. Spielberg was wow. like, okay, uh, that was that was cute and like, all, but what what would you would you write for for Jaws? <laughs> not for nothing. There is something like really simplistic, something really basic about mm-hmm. a John Williams theme, like yeah. like uh, like there is something like Saturday morning cartoony about the feel of all of it. Yeah. Um. So I would I would be surprised if Spielberg reacted that way yeah. um, when first presented with it. Um. Would you mind if I uh, throw uh, real quick one of my, my one of my favorite John Williams actually? Oh, please feel free. Please. Feel free. 
so that's good. great. That's great too. That's so great good. too. So good, man. The man is 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 brilliant. The man's a legend. You see, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's great yeah. too. But yeah. you know what? Indie and Jaws. Yeah. Um, you know they. Uh, well, while they're very super important to a lot of people yeah. and to you and i know that you know my buddy steve dunk uh big time jaws guy yeah, um okay. that's that's probably his first fandom i don't know i don't want to speak for him but i yeah. i that's that, that that's likely um but for me richard donner superman 1978 mm-hmm. is as formative a fandom as Star Wars well, was to me. Did Donner do the first one? I thought he just did the second one. No, 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 no. He did it. Okay, okay, okay. My friend. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I, for some reason, I always thought he just... No, Richard, the, Richard Donner is the genius who created uh, that version of Superman. The Christopher okay. Reeve version of Superman. Yes. Right. And Superman 2 was made of half Richard Donner yes. footage because... Originally, he was trying to shoot them both back to back, mm. and then he had a falling out with the studio yes. af- after Superman One came out. Yeah. Superman Two was never completed, so then there was a whole like Zack Snyder like situation right. that happened. Hence the Donner there was cut. there was a there was another director brought in to finish Superman Two. Richard Donner was not the listed director on Superman Two, uh, or may, I'm not actually sure. I, I shouldn't say that. Um, but another director uh, was brought Superman, in to finish yeah. the movie. And then only like decades later, on the like anniversary of it all, uh, did did uh, Warner Brothers give Richard Donner the money to do his his cut and finish the, yeah. the Richard Donner cut of Superman too. Right. Um, and some people prefer it and think it's better. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a fan of the original version of Superman too, the one that I saw in theaters as a kid. Yeah. Um, uh, still is in my fa- it's it's got more joy. It's it's much like Justice League again in that. Mm-hmm. The the new director added a bunch of slapstick comedy to it, the right. same way, kind of Joss Whedon did uh, to Justice League. Right. Um, so uh, that's all like fascinating. The whole Superman one, Superman two thing with Richard Donner. Um, mm-hmm. But this movie, to me, again, uh, you know, uh, nineteen seventy eight saw this in the theater, uh, so I was five years old and uh yeah um you know kev Mm -hmm. it's not a secret i'm fucking sick of star wars right now (laughs) Mm -hmm. i like i don't want to talk about it i want to think about it and with this whole like i was saying with COVID, there's been such a lack of stuff to talk about i've been like begging begging people for show ideas Mm -hmm. uh i've been like do you want to come on and do you also have something to talk about (laughs) um and then a gift from the gods. The thing that nobody thought was ever going to happen. Mm, this, you thought it was never going to happen. Did you really I, think? I had a really feeling it was, was going to happen, happen eventually. I just didn't think it was going to happen this soon. Okay, I, I remember I, you swearing okay. up and down that this will never, never, ever, no, ever No, 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 no. I feel like I thought there was like a 5 to 15% mm. chance. Because, only because there was such a history with DC, with Snyder, with Zack Snyder and Warner Brothers, with uh, uh, Watchmen. Like, yeah. they, gave, they gave him money to go back and do different versions of Watchmen, like, a couple of times after it was released originally. Right. Uh, they love him. They And they, they've always... Mm. Um, you know, given him uh, a lot of leeway uh, to like 
create his uh, to complete his creative visions. So I did think that there maybe was an outside chance. Um, but th- this did I did I predict that their streaming platform was going to be desperate for content and that this was just going to be a convenient way for them to suddenly have a bunch of uh, new content that was going to create a lot of buzz and get a lot of people talking. But like, no, I couldn't have predicted that this was going to happen. There's no way. Um, But yes, uh, it's happening. And, Mm -hmm. and, and I could, I I, I feel like, I feel like Kev, it's DC. It's DC season on Too Old for this podcast because in 2021, mm-hmm. Justice League is going to be re-released in a completely different version. Yeah. And when I say completely different, that is not me uh, saying that. That that was a Warner Brothers executive who said to IndieWire, uh, "Like it, this is his quote: it's, It isn't as easy as going into the vault, and there's a Snyder cut sitting there to put out." It does not exist. Zach is actually building it, and it's complex, including new virtual effect shots, mm. new shots, complete new shots. Right. It's a radical rethinking of that movie, a radical rethinking mm. of that movie, like radical rethinking of that movie. Well, I'm just, uh, I'm just glad that uh, they're taking out. Um, fuck, I don't remember his name right now. Uh, the bad guy in that fucking film. Uh, why am I drawing a blank? Oh my god, it's there on the tip of my tongue. Uh, <laughs> now you do it to me. Oh my god, it's yeah. not apocalypse. No, it's no, it's oh my god. Yeah, he's a terrible villain. But yes. I, I, what do you mean they're taking him out? I didn't. They're not taking oh, him out. I, I, that's what I. That's what I assume because uh, no Steppenwolf. Uh, because yes. they're because I heard they're putting in. Uh, dark seed. They are. Okay, they're putting in dark side. Okay. Yes. Dark, okay. Yes. Seed or side? I thought it was dark seed. Dark, it's dark side. Okay. It's spe- it's spelled seed, but it's pronounced side. Right. Okay. Um. Okay. No. Uh. Steppenwolf. It's not changing that much. Steppenwolf is still the main villain of the movie, mm-hmm. but in the end, it's revealed that dark side is, uh, or his boss, or the real threat that's coming. Right. Um. So Darkseid kind of is going to have a cameo in the spoiler alert, first of all, for the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Because I am going to talk about the changes that we definitely know are coming. Mm. I am going to talk about what we have definitely already been told we are going to see in the Snyder Cut of Justice League. And yes, it is going to be a completely different movie, Kev. And this Mm. is what is so exciting to me. Because let me tell you something. Back in... When okay, hold on. When did Batman versus Superman come out? What year was that? Uh, let's find out. Hold on. Let me see. Twenty fifteen. Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Okay, I don't have my glasses. Then that's a small number I'm reading. Yeah, okay, twenty sixteen. Back in twenty sixteen, Kev, mm. you had a podcast. Mm-hmm. I have. I haven't listened to your episode about Batman versus Superman. <clears throat> uh... I can't remember if I did one, but go on. <laughs> but I'm I didn't sure I have a podcast. Yeah. I didn't have a podcast, Kev. Uh, but I listened to a couple of podcasts, and I, of course, have an online you know, mm-hmm. life that is more than my real life. Mm-hmm. And I had to suffer through the online situation about Batman versus Superman. And I didn't get to talk about it. Right. Right? Now I get to talk about it. Yeah, I was going to say, talk away, because... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. 
Justice League 2017. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't have a podcast. Right. But soon after this time, I happened to go on a podcast or two with some shitheads who had no fucking idea what they were talking about, who were all fucking DC haters, right. all fucking all fucking Marvel stands. Um, and and the narrative is always oh, the whole DCEU needs to be rebooted. Mm-hmm. It's so bad it can't be saved. And they should just they should just shut it down. They should just admit defeat, declare failure, and just wipe the... You know? And I had to... And I had to basically, it'd be like me against like like five like 22-year-old shitheads telling me that, uh, you know, Marvel is is perfect and DC is, is just should die. Right. Um, those children were wrong. And, and I think that time is now proving me right. And I am so happy that justice league is coming out again. This is just dawning on me that now there is a completely new news cycle. There is a completely new film release cycle. There's going to be a completely new press cycle. Like justice league is coming out all over again. It's a reset button. Mm -hmm. On the entire goddamn travesty that happened, and tell and let me tell you, it was a travesty. Okay, like not only like Zack Snyder didn't get to complete his vision for a whole bunch of reasons, like like the the situation with with the DCEU back in this time was so messed up, mm-hmm. right? Like. You you were you were living in this world where Marvel had been just hitting it out of the park, yep. you know, movie after movie after movie, and you had an entire internet of podcasts of of websites of fan sites that had lived and breathed this MCU movie after movie after movie for a decade, mm-hmm. and had it had become a religion. Right. And DC, like, well, let's face it, like they are the tentpole, right? Like Batman and Superman are the tentpole superheroes of the entire industry, Mm. not not just of DC, like like Marvel, Marvel sales, like Spider-Man sales don't even compare to Superman and Batman sales. Right. There's no arguing that Superman and Batman are the kings of superheroes. So to say that like DC suddenly started wanting to imitate Marvel is just crazy, right? Um, yes, it's true. Nobody's ever done what Kevin Feige's done. No. Nobody's ever done what Marvel Films has done. And I take nothing from them, okay? Mm. Like, I'm a, I'm a fan. Um, but... You know, back to my childhood, back to my comic collecting days, I was always a fan of DC first. You know, I liked X-Men, but I loved Batman. I loved Justice League. Mm. Uh, I was a fan of Superman, uh, especially from the films, though, from Richard Donner. I wasn't really, I didn't really read the comic, but... uh, you know, I've always lived in a world where I have just been waiting for DC to find their feet, to get on that footing where they're achieving the same level of parody, of quality, of storytelling between their comics and their films. Right. 
right? Like, like Marvel has just kind of become this perfect machine of creating film stories, like based on previous comic stories, um, but assembled in a new way to to make their movie film universe work beautifully, mm-hmm. and that it, that it, and they've done a great job. But nobody else has ever done that. Like, and I and I keep having to repeat this over and over to people. Well, even when we're talking about Star Wars, when people were, are complaining about Kathleen Kennedy, and 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 why don't she does why doesn't she just do what Kevin Feige did? Mm-hmm. And 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 we all people say the same thing about DC. Like they want to do what Marvel did, but you know they fucked it up. And they how could they fuck? Tried. Yeah. How definitely. how could they fuck it up so bad? Yeah. Nobody else has ever done it. Yeah. Like what Kevin Feige achieved is was impossible before. Yeah. So emulating it, imitating it, recreating it, um, it's not a perfect thing. It's it's never going to be a, it's never going to be it's not easy anyway. And 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 I have always appreciated that DC is kind of more of a risk taking world. I, I feel like like the MCU is is great, but it's kind of bland to me. It's kind of safe to me. It's kind of you know the color palette is very kind of plain and 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 photorealistic and and uh, kind of the lives and the relationships between the characters. They they try to keep it really mundane. And DC is more dramatic. You know, Batman is a gothic story. Mm-hmm. Right and Superman is just a is a hyper colorized, uh, hyper um, positive world usually until you know Zack Snyder got him. And I right. I'm still I'm still a fan of his version, but you know oh, what I mean. I absolutely love Man of Steel. Um, right, but but DC kind of paints in more bold colors, and they go darker, and they go brighter, and they mm-hmm. take more risks, and they and they try to be more creative. And we get films like Joker mm-hmm. from Warner Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which um, you know, doesn't compare to anything MCU would or could ever do. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I've always, I've always felt like you know, y- you can love both, and, and they can be different, and you don't have to like say that one is a total piece of shit because it's not the same as the other, right? right. Like I, I felt like yeah, there was always problems, and Batman versus Superman, first of all, has a terrible fucking script, awful. I agree. Uh, it's. <laughs> It's it's just bad, uh, yeah. and, but but I, like the first ten minutes of that movie mm-hmm. to me is my favorite ten minutes mm-hmm. of superhero film. Okay, like you're seeing first of all Man of Steel, which I love, mm-hmm. and and by the way, which a lot of people loved, and I, I want to just put a stop to the narrative right now that Man of Steel was a bad movie. You know, critics for some reason really bombed on it. <clears throat> um, the audience score on. On Rotten Tomatoes is seventy five percent. That's a very positive audience score. Uh, it made uh, a decent amount of money at the box office. You know, uh, almost seven hundred thousand. Uh, it, it it was a different take on Superman, but what people don't like give it give it credit for, or, or people don't allow it, is that it's an origin story. Yeah, right. So, no, he's not the classic Superman in that film. And, yeah, he kills somebody. And, yeah, there's a lot of destruction that maybe he could have tried a little harder to prevent, even though they do show him trying to save people through the whole fight. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but people just people just criticize it for being so hyper violent. Right. Uh, to me, I was like, we are finally seeing what it would look like. Like to me, that movie was so visually impactful. Mm-hmm. Like that was the first time I had seen what the fight between Superman and General Zod in New York City really would have looked like in real life. Like, in actual real life. Like, there was no moment where I was like, oh, that looks fake, right? Like, the whole time I was like, Jesus, this looks so real. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it went on and on and on, and it was violent and violent and violent. Mm -hmm. But, like, I believed every moment of it. Like, Like, the dramatic... Uh, the uh, motivation of General Zod mm. was was so established in that film. His character was so developed in a way that it was never developed before. Wasn't in Superman <laughs> two like nearly nearly as much. Well, the actor definitely contributed to that. He was he's a great actor so. for sure, for sure. Um, <clears throat> I, I love Man of Steel. It's mm-hmm. not my favorite Superman movie. My favorite Superman movie is Richard Donner Superman. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely a, a different take on Superman. But I thought to myself, okay, like I can accept this, this because I feel like this world is so real, and this Superman um, is really compelling and really dramatically moving, and and can be on a journey where by this by the third movie he becomes more of a Christopher Reeve like superman right like mm-hmm. wh- he learns from the first movie that he has to just never kill at all and and just and just be protecting people during his fight just constantly you know and we can see him come we can even by the third movie i've said this a million times by the third movie we can have a moment where the darkness, the weight of it all is lifted and he feels positive for the first time. Like, and the color palette can turn up mm-hmm. in the movie to visually show this. And then they can play that John Williams theme song. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I will say that is the one thing that uh, I didn't like about Man of Steel was the dark palette. The his suit didn't even look like it was blue. You know what I mean? Like it was At some like, point. Yeah. No, that was that was like the my only complaint. Um, there was a um, I don't know I don't know the name of the um, it's on YouTube. I don't know the name of the the user or whatever. Um, but he, uh, this person took footage from the movie. I want to say oh, like tur- the last. Turned up the color palette. Yeah, yeah. And he like made a, he, he like heightened the blues and the suit and the sky and it just looked completely it different. Looks and looked it looks way, better. It looked way better. Um, right. that was like, that was like the one thing that, um, I didn't really like about Man of Steel, but that being said, I absolutely love Man of Steel. I thought it was a great film. So, but anyway, sorry, just wanted to. Good. You I, agree. <laughs> I, I agree with you on that. And yeah. then, you know, Batman versus Superman, the first 10 minutes of it, mm-hmm. you're seeing that fight between Superman and General Zod yeah. from, from, Bruce Wayne's point, from yeah. Bruce Wayne's point of view on the ground, right? Yeah. And then we see that he has personal casualties from that fight yeah. in his life, right? We see 
a, a Wayne Foundation building it taken out where everybody in that building works for him. And some of them are his close personal friends. One of them he's talking to on the phone when it happens. Right? Mm-hmm. And then in the same moment, he saves a little girl from falling rubble in the street. And the little girl points up to the building where her mother is dying mm-hmm. for, as another casualty from this fight. Okay? So, oh my God, Bruce Wayne's motivation for this film is established so powerfully mm-hmm. in this. And, and it, again, it looks so perfect. Like, like when I say perfect, I mean, when I was a little kid and I was watching the Superman movies and the Batman movies and, and another, another series of films that I loved or another film that I loved anyway, was Tim Burton's Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, and another formative film in my, in my youth anyway, not my childhood anymore, but, yeah. um, like, uh, another just artistic triumph, right? Mm-hmm. And another film that took artistic, creative uh, leaps with the character and kind of drew in broad strokes, right? Mm-hmm. Not photorealistic, not, you know, not Christopher Nolan's version. I'm not a fan of Christopher Nolan's version, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, Tim Burton uh, was, was kind of what I love about DC, like the giving an artist the chance to go and paint broadly and take risks with the character. And and I feel like the returns were so amazing mm-hmm. um, in, in his version. But when I'm watching those old movies, the whole time I'm thinking, these are so great, except when we get to the action scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Because Superman, Superman flying around and fighting, it always looked kind of phony back then because yeah. special effects in films weren't great back then. And Batman fighting was plus, always a problem for me. Plus the, Sorry. Suit, the suit was um, not fitted very well either. Uh, the suit remember uh he he was he had problems like moving it and stuff so his movements were very stiff right um it, they didn't really figure that out until uh until like i think it was like rise of the batman whatever <clears throat> um i'm talking about from from tim burton all the way up until right like the newer super or newer batman films but right right yeah, it was always an issue so, but yeah, and and for me, like Batman in the comics was a super acrobatic fighter, right? Yeah. Like for, for me, Batman in the comics moved the same way Spider Man moved, mm-hmm. right? And and Spider Man, they'd been getting his movements right on film for like decades, like yeah. pretty much. I felt I feel like we've had an acrobatic Rick, really fast moving Spider Man on films like back since. Toby Maguire Spider-Man, pretty much. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't perfect back then. Um, it was still pretty great. Mm-hmm. But Batman, I felt like, was ne- we always just got a guy in a suit, like, doing a bar brawl kind of fighting style, yeah. right? Like, throwing punches and just standing there. Yeah. Not not flipping around the room and hanging from the ceiling and doing all the things that I thought Batman was supposed to be doing in a, in a fight. So, you know, the modern version of Batman that we're getting, that we that we got at least with Ben Affleck's Batman Mm -hmm. to me, that was my favorite version of Batman on screen during like, like fight scenes, you know, like it it doesn't compare to Tim Burton's Batman for me as well as, you know, as far as affection goes. But uh, to me, I'm like, Oh, they finally got it right. Visually. Like Mm -hmm. this is the Batman I've always wanted to see. There was a, there was a lot about Batman versus Superman that I loved like wonder woman's Mm -hmm. introduction. I mean, hell fucking, oh, she was amazing Mm -hmm. in that movie. Her theme 
was like amazing and it brought back for me that fantastic tradition mm-hmm. of themes that had been dead since I don't know how, like, like John Williams, of course, um, was largely responsible for it. But then, like, even um, Tim Burton did it with Prince in his version of Batman. <laughs> G- gave us a great iconic theme yeah. that that like really, um, you know, spoke that movie. Yeah. Um, and and here we, and here we have it again in Batman versus Superman with Wonder Woman, yeah. and. Um, all of her scenes were amazing in this film. Mm-hmm. And and there were some visual shots in this film that took me back to double-page spreads from DC Comics in the 80s and 90s. Like um like like that there's that shot where Batman is like just like flying down from a building and like lightning bolt happens behind him mm-hmm. and his cape is all furled out and just all kinds of shot with Batman swinging around in in, in fights. Um I'm thinking of oh I don't know what movie I'm thinking of where the scene where where um, Superman flies up into the sky to recharge from the sun, but but um, like Zack Snyder did a bunch of just just fantastically visual. Um, was that Man of Steel? Yeah, that probably was Man of Steel. Uh, I feel like there was some scene in Batman versus Superman that was similar though, where Superman had to fly up into space and he was just hanging above planet earth for a moment. And it was just so beautiful, but I don't remember. You just totally remind me of, um, I think it was the Tim Burton Batman, the first one when he's in the bat wing and it, it goes up and it goes through the clouds and it like goes right in front of the moon perfectly to make the bat symbol, whatever. Iconic. iconic, Yeah. That was, that was like one of my favorite shots ever. But yeah. Right, and when we talk about MCU films, mm-hmm. we don't we don't talk about that kind of thing, yeah. right? Like, like like what is a what is an MCU visual mm-hmm. like that 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 fits in that kind of conversation? Is there one like I don't and, and I, I'm not I'm not crit like again I'm not trying to attack MCU. I'm saying they're different, yeah. but like but 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 they have their their strengths, right? Like DC has its strengths. It's not MCU. No, um, the there's some character arc problems. There's some writing problems. The script for Batman versus Superman is terrible, but, but for God, it have been the best movie ever made, man. That had the, that had, that had the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The ability (laughs) to be like one of the best movies ever made. The potential, the potential, the potential. Thank you. It had the potential to be like the best superhero movie ever made. Like right. you had these two very iconic characters that everyone knows and loves and right. it could have been, like I said, the greatest thing ever, but yeah, bad writing. Um, very bad right. writing. Right. <laughs> um, I can't, I can't, um, say the acting was bad. The acting was actually really good. It was just, they were given a shitty script and right. it was unfortunate. Like, cause I'll never forget watching, um, I am legend and, I don't know if you remember that scene where he's walking through Times Square or whatever, and it's yes. like, you know, the future, and it's like fucking yes. dead. And in the background, th- there's a fucking poster for Batman versus Superman. <laughs> and I remember every, like, everyone yes. was like, oh, my God, are you fucking kidding me? That would be amazing. And then no, Kevin, they finally yes. had the chance to make it, and it was completely effed up, man. Like, yeah. I am legend. Know. I'm just IMDBing I am legend right now to find out. <laughs> What year that what year was? It was uh, yeah, because I, I think it was like ten. Two thousand seven. No? Yeah, two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Yeah. So yeah, ten years. Yeah, ten Kev. years. Yeah, I was right. Ten years. They tickled our dicks with feathers uh, about this Batman versus Superman movie, yeah. which um, 
you know, they came out after I Am Legend and they said, yes, like that was, that was an Easter egg for real. We're going to make that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had that long. Yeah. They had that long Absolutely. to write that movie. Right. And, and then we got what we got. And, and to me, uh, like it's mostly just a case of kitchen sink itis. Like I think you could, I think you could edit 40 minutes out of that movie mm-hmm. or, maybe even just 25 minutes and probably have a really good movie. I like, I not for nothing like those, those action sequences I'm talking about are fantastic. Like the Superman versus Batman fight is pretty damn cool. It looks cool anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, if if you can just forget the dialogue, it, it like, um, you know, comic books were a visual medium medium, you know, like, and comic books, you know, back in the days, going back to my childhood again, my comic book collecting days, like th- the conversation was not always about story. The conversation was about artwork and story, yeah. right? Yeah. And and how if you have the great artist and the bad writer on a book, uh, is it still worth buying? Well, yeah, sometimes it is because sometimes the art is so great, you just want it to look at it and you just want to appreciate how great it is, right? Yeah. And And while you're doing that, part of that experience is thinking – Man, I wish they would make a movie of this. Look how cool this looks, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 Zack Snyder for me has delivered a lot of that stuff that I wished for as a child from those again I'm going back to those double page spreads that I'm talking about like great classic Batman comics, uh other comics that I li- collected like that weren't so popular like Vigilante mm-hmm. um still did that same like great style like um of artwork where it was like even if the story was weak and you don't remember it, you remember some of those panels for how they looked and how cool. Um, some, and, and that is not a thing for me in Marvel. Like when I think about Marvel, that is not what I think about. I think about the story. I think about the characters mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe that's, I, I, I guess if that's, what's more important to you, you can get on your high horse about that. But I don't think that that's necessarily, um, I, I don't think you can say that it's a rule that Marvel has better storytelling and DC has better artwork. I just think that, um, you know, comic books have the advantage of putting out so many stories, mm-hmm. right? Like thousands and thousands and thousands of issues of every one of these big uh, brands that we talk about, right? Of Batman, of Superman, of X-Men, of Avengers, of Spider-Man, of Iron Man. You know, thousands and thousands and thousands of stories for all of these characters, right? Mm. So you have this advantage of being able to find a good one here and there just because there are so many. Yeah. Um, so I don't believe the narrative that one is better at storytelling and one is better at this or one is better as that. Um, but it has been my experience that uh, the artwork in DC Comics has been more uh, interesting, inspiring, inspiring and cinematic. Um, and when I think of Marvel artwork, I think of scenes like the end of Endgame, which is just a big collection of characters, right? Like Marvel loves to do that. They love yeah. to throw... They love to throw like a hundred characters on the page. And I feel like DC likes to give us one character on a page that's in a beautiful setting and it's a beautiful cinematic image, right? Mm. Um, and I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like either is a criticism. Um, I just feel like there's a, there's a minor difference there. But um, right. yes, I, I Am Legend, 2007, that yeah. Batman versus Superman poster. 
got us excited, man. Yeah. I remember back then. I, I had a podcast in 2008, and we talked about it back then. Okay. Um, and yeah, we didn't get it till 2017, and we got this script, which, you know, I mean, the writing team doesn't look like it should be so bad really to me you know you got Zack snyder you got david goyer that's the writing team responsible for man of steel which i think is a great script it's a really great script Mm. um but then you got chris terrio who got blamed for the terrible stuff um you know the martha line and uh (laughs) i think the lex luthor (laughs) The Lex Luthor stuff, which really just didn't even need to be there, was yeah. um, kind of rammed in there and kind of distracting and weird and disjointed. Mm. Um, so, all right. So, since we're on the <laughs> on the subject of DCU and um, <laughs> and recutting, um, apparently, uh, David, I what's his name, Oyer. Ayer, however you pronounce it, um, the oh, Ayer, uh, Ayer, Ayer. Talk- yeah, I know, yeah, yeah the yeah. the man who did uh, Suicide Squad. So uh, allegedly, he's open to release a Suicide Squad uh, David Ayer cut. David Ayer cut. Yeah. Well, how do you, how do you feel he, about of that? He would be open to that. <laughs> yeah. Of um, course. Why not? Yeah. Right? No, look, dude, I am open to all of this stuff. Like yeah. I say, give us everything. Like, wh- yeah, okay. don't like like. I, uh, even, like maybe even maybe, the Paul Feige or uh, Feige uh, three hour kind of Ghostbusters. Fuck yeah! <laughs> do, do you want that. that too? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 Look. <laughs> yes, I'm all about. I'm all about creators. Like yeah. I don't. I don't want like people who complain like that a movie is too long. Mm-hmm. To me, are are crazy. Like even a bad movie, if it's too long, then it's a bad movie. Right, like it's, but like if you think a movie is too long, then it's just not good. Like, but like any movie that I think is good, I would love it if there was more of it that I could see. If it was long, if it could have been longer. If the if I found out that the creator actually wanted it to be longer, mm-hmm. and was forced by the studio to make it shorter, yes, I absolutely want to see what the creator originally wanted me to see. Right, and I'll tell you something, Kev. I do want to see the David Ayer cut. Um, All right. I, because Suicide Squad, like had had potential, like it it, it really. I agree. Yeah, it had elements there that could have made a decent movie. Like it, it actually had a villain that I thought was pretty cool and interesting. And he didn't belong in a DC movie. I thought the villain actually belonged in like a like an X Men film mm-hmm. almost uh, visually, um, but. But like the the movie definitely had potential. It had DC characters and storylines that are fantastic at points in the comics, right? right. Um, I'm thinking of uh, like Waller and the whole Suicide Squad thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Deadshot is a cool character at times, and it's a whole it's a Batman thing and it's a Joker thing still. Yeah. Um, and I you know I I I think Harley Quinn is a garbage character. I always have, but but she but she's not supposed to be the focus. She's supposed to be like you know oh. A, 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 a player on the team. Right. So like you can keep her on a minor key player level and it's not that bad. It's fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm totally interested to see what David Ayer had in mind. Cause when I watch suicide squad, it's edited so badly. Like yeah. it's, it's, it doesn't even seem like a movie to me at some points. It seems like a rough cut of a movie. Um, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. 
So if David Ayer has a completely different cut, like he says, in mind, and and wanted a completely different cut, and, and he says the studio really, like, really drastically recut his movie and it it doesn't surprise me because because this fits right back into my narrative here i don't know what year suicide squad came out in let me see if i have that here uh I think 2016 it, I okay 2016 this is all in the same timeline right yeah. so like batman versus superman came out and it was bad okay but the but the, it was only the script that was bad there was so much good about it you got the casting of gal gadot you got the casting of jason momoa who both went on to billion dollar solo films after this okay mm-hmm. don't tell me Zack snyder isn't like largely responsible for that success you, and 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 some of the visual work that went into this 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 film the sound of it the if you if you can just shut out some of the really terrible dialogue mm-hmm. and and some of the weird character choices and yeah. you know there's a lot of great stuff in this film especially the first 10 minutes like the first 10 minutes of batman versus superman is fucking fantastic mm-hmm. and it all goes wrong after that I, i'll admit i'm yeah. not saying that's i'm not saying it's a good movie but i'm not saying it was worth rebooting a franchise over okay but back in 2015 2016 when marvel was just hitting it out of the park and hitting it out of the park and hitting it out of the park and when every website was a marvel stand and when every podcast was a marvel stand when every youtube channel was a marvel stand mm-hmm. even though these movies are these movies are making a lot of money at the box office the narrative is just their failures because they're not doing what marvel's doing and the the executives at warner brothers obviously fucking panicked because they made all of these decisions at the same time Mm -hmm. they they radically changed david ayer's vision of suicide squad uh which he has attested to he has said yes the movie was nothing like what i wanted they totally changed everything on me um and then there was this crazy thing with Justice League that happened. And it wasn't like Warner Brothers could have planned it. But I bet you the atmosphere had a lot to do with it. Because Zack Snyder had just gone through the reaction that Batman versus Superman received, first of all, publicly. It was lambasted, destroyed. It was attacked and attacked and attacked viciously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, worse than Rise of Skywalker, worse than anything I've ever lived through, was the reaction to Batman versus Superman. You couldn't talk about what was good about it at all. You, you just, you, you know, if if you weren't bashing it, you couldn't talk about it, or you would get destroyed online. Right. Um, it was a tough time, and I bet you it was tough for Zack Snyder. I bet you he was hearing about it constantly, and I bet you he was getting pressure from the studio mm-hmm. to change the tone of justice league to make it more fun to make it more funny mm-hmm. to make it lighter more whimsical right the same way they had just done with suicide squad mm-hmm. but then Zack snyder had a tragedy in his life he lost his daughter right. um and you know what did he have to leave the production of justice league really did he really have to do that could he have you know uh could he have kind of just run things from a distance a little bit you know and kind of kept things going and kept his director's title i think he probably could have i think Mm -hmm. there are ways that he could have kept creative control of this film but i think he was going through so much shit 
so much backlash and so much meddling from Warner Brothers executives, and this is my coloring in of the situation. Mm. I think I think that led him to step away at the time, and I and and what's evidence of that to me is the hiring of Joss Whedon to replace him, right? Um, who you know is credited with the success of Avengers. Mm-hmm. And um, just reinforces the entire narrative that every website and podcast was putting out there, which was that DC was just trying to recreate the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> here we go. You can't deny it now. We've hired the director of Avengers. We made the terrible mistake of bringing back Henry Cavill for reshoots with a mustache and goatee. <laughs> and decided that it was okay we could just use his face like a cgi face on henry cavill yeah then they tried to tell us it was only like 20 percent of the film was reshot by joss whedon but henry cavill and that fake mustache face was in to me it seemed like more than 20 percent of that damn movie mm-hmm. like it's it, it first of all it opens the damn movie the first shot of the film yeah is the Henry Cavill fake CGI face, which yeah. immediately looks awful. Yeah. Like they open the film with awful yeah. and the tone of it doesn't match up. The jokes don't fucking belong. Like the Batman in justice league is not the Batman from Batman versus Superman. It's a completely different character with no explanation of while the sudden he's become Tony Stark in the second movie, right? Like when he's recruiting the flash, you know, he's he's just cracking jokes through the whole damn movie. Like he's Tony Stark, which was, which was not his character from Batman versus Superman at all. Mm -hmm. Just completely flipped it. Just completely an obvious boardroom decision directive. Batman needs to be funny. He needs to be fun. This movie needs to be lighthearted. Um, like add on top of that, the CGI for Steppenwolf was, the worst mm-hmm. CG, like straight out of a video game, yep. and and not even a good video game, like a like a video game, like a video game running on a PC with like with like only like four gigs of RAM, and and no graphics card, like just like bad, like bad. Steppenwolf was awful. Yep. was awful. Um, <laughs> Justice League, the whole thing was 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 a mess. It was a mess. Um, like were there some you know was it like batman versus superman in the way that there was some redeemable parts of it yeah I, I, yeah maybe less but but yeah like i love when henry cavill was on the screen with ezra miller uh, flash and superman together yeah. were were magic to me um on the screen um yeah no those scenes worked um you could tell uh, we didn't have a lot to do with those scenes though not all of them. Yeah. I think there. Were, I think there was. You know, the race scene at the end. Yeah, that yeah, was Whedon. That's exactly what I'm referring to. But I love that scene. So I give I give Whedon credit for that. Um, okay. but the my my favorite one is still when they're fighting. You know, Dark Superman, and that's that's Del Snyder's uh, scene, from what I read. Anyway, oh, when um, he, when he's looking at him while he's running by, that was yes, uh, I love that yes. Story, yeah. Yes, like to me, like that part is just like, oh my god! Like I, I almost jumped out of my seat in the theater at that part. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it. I love Ezra Miller as the Flash. Mm-hmm. I really want them to stick with him, and I think now that the Snyder Cut's coming out, I think there's a lot more chance that we're going to stick with Ezra Miller. 
He's had a lot of personal stuff going on in the background. So there's been a lot of speculation that they're going to have to fire him. I think that that's a lot less likely now. Uh, I think the Snyder Cut is going to maybe save Ezra Miller's career. Yeah, well, there was rumors that he wanted to branch off and write his own Flash movie. Yeah, he wanted to take control of Flash. He yeah. wanted to name the director. He wanted script approval. Uh, he wanted to be involved in writing the script. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Um, but I have theories about the Flash movie. Mm. Why we're not hearing anything about it yet. Yeah. Why it's going to be a while. But um, before we get there, uh, I don't know uh, where where are we in the timeline? So we talked about we talked about Man of Steel. We talked about Batman vs Superman. We're talking about Justice League. Um, Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah, we talked about Suicide Squad. Um, you know, at, after Justice League, the 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 mantra out there really became the DCEU needs to fold, needs to reboot, needs to start again. It really write it all off. And still, uh, I was saying no way. Um, like the Wonder Woman movies coming out still, and and I bet you that's going to be great. And then the Aquaman movies coming out, and there's a chance that's going to be great too. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to see Ezra Miller's Flash so bad. I want to see his movie so bad. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I personally did not want this DCU to fail. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that it needed to. Even though Batman vs. Superman had a terrible script, even though Justice League turned out to be a bad movie, I still believe that there was a lot to save here. And I and I, I really wanted to push back on this narrative that it was kind of dominant out there right that you know marvel is perfect and dc is so flawed that it's irredeemable mm-hmm. um and then what did we get we got wonder woman mm-hmm. right which obviously hit it out of the goddamn park was yeah. a fantastic film yeah was a super fun movie Maybe had a little bit of a weak ending, yep. but uh, <laughs> exactly like, what I was going to say too. <laughs> everything else about the movie fantastic. Yeah, Gal Gadot, no, yeah, no, Gal Gadot. Yeah. Uh, apparently that's the way they pronounce it. Gal Gadot, mm-hmm. um, fantastic Wonder Woman. Patty Jenkins, fantastic writer director. Mm-hmm. Uh, perfect team. Um, it's a shame you know, that uh, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four got pushed because of COVID, but. Uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to see to it. You know, yeah, whenever we do get to see it, I can't wait for it. I think it's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling you it's know, not going to be until the end of the year. I think it was November they pushed it to, if I remember correctly. I really felt like Patty Jenkins had done with Wonder Woman what Richard Donner had done with Superman, mm-hmm. or at least she had she had tapped into his formula. You know, um, she gave us like just great hero. Uh, character creation. She gave us that great, you know, theme. Oh, she didn't create the theme herself, but mm-hmm. she used the theme, you know, so well. Um, that presentation just felt like that Richard Donner classic superhero film presentation in Wonder Woman. And um, man, the success of that movie I enjoyed so thoroughly. Mm-hmm. And watching the Marvel stands kind of just kind of rock back on their heels and go, oh, wait a minute. Okay, but this is just one success. That doesn't mean the DCEU is saved. You know, uh, they still need to shut it all down. It's still awful. They should just keep everything except, they should just keep Wonder Woman and flush everything else, right? But then 2018 comes along, Kevin. 
And what what does Aquaman do? What does Aquaman do? Knocks it out of the park like twice as far as Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. right? Like to me, not even a better movie, but but still a great superhero film. Mm-hmm. Super fun, uh, super colorful. A fantastic just action movie. Just the just fun fun action scenes just to watch. Um, whether it's Aquaman or any other character. And man, could you have predicted that? That Aquaman was going to be a great... Like like a decade ago. Like yeah. when we were kids. Yeah. Could you have predicted there was going to be an awesome Aquaman movie that Absolutely. was going to make a billion dollars? Absolutely not. <laughs> like... I no thought one, that no one wanted I to see thought, a semen movie. I thought that was never going to be a character. I thought yeah. that was never going to be a character we yeah. saw yeah, absolutely. on the big screen. Um, but here he is. He's the most successful film in the DCEU. Yeah. The total, the total worldwide box office for Aquaman, in which was released December twenty first, twenty eighteen, was one billion one hundred forty three billion nine hundred sixty six. Dollars, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, that's huge. Yeah. Okay, and 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 he, and he's still in the DCEU. Okay, like the the events of Justice League are discussed in the Aquaman film, right? Mm-hmm. So this thing was never killed. It was never ended you know and there was kind of a narrative out there that it was dead right Mm -hmm. like that that like that dc was like writing the course somehow like writing off stuff and um to me it was always like no wait and see like the dceu hasn't stopped justice league is still there Mm -hmm. it still stands it hasn't been written out of the timeline in any way right and Every DC film seems to make more money than the one before it. So let's just see where this goes because I think I think we're going to see this Justice League back together again someday. I really do. Yeah. Um, and then what do we get? We get in 2019, we get Shazam, right? Which is a completely different thing in that it's the lowest budget DCEU film to date made. Um doesn't do the huge numbers that the other ones did only comes in with 363 million mm-hmm. but still based on its low production budget which was uh only sorry 85 million mm. um still a very successful film and still a film that people really enjoyed i don't have the rotten tomato scores in front of me for shazam but i remember it was a popular movie it was liked yeah definitely. um and here you go it's another addition to the dceu 90 which which at that point, people weren't even saying DCEU anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're getting stuff like the Joker film, which is completely disconnected. And now we're getting stuff like um, we're getting the the new Matt Reeves Batman movie, which is in the works. And we find out that it's not going to be bad at Ben Affleck mm-hmm. playing Batman anymore. So, so the narrative is now... DCEU is kind of dead, right? We've kind of turned the page with all this different stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And to me... I never really felt that, but there was this nagging thing, man. There was a couple of nagging things, actually. First of all, was the rumor, well, there was the actual reality that J.J. Abrams had signed a deal with Warner Brothers to start uh, making, producing, and directing content for them. Mm -hmm. And it was widely rumored that the reason he was coming there was because after he has now rebooted Star Trek and rebooted Star Wars, mm-hmm. 
the next thing that J.J. Abrams really wanted to reboot his next childhood dream of a franchise to take over mm-hmm. is Superman. Right. So we can expect J.J. Abrams' big next thing to be a Superman kind of, I don't know if you want to call it a reboot or not, but uh, of J.J. Abrams taking over Superman. And at the time, you know, when we first started hearing this, it seemed like maybe it was a reboot because there was all this talk, you know, Ben Affleck's out, Henry Cavill is probably out too Mm -hmm. because let's talk about Henry Cavill now. Um, When all of this was going on, Henry Cavill obviously wanted to get a deal for another Man of Steel, another Superman standalone movie, right? Because he's only had one. He's only had Man of Steel. Batman versus Superman is a team-up movie. Justice League is a team-up movie. You know, where is the next Superman standalone film? We don't have it. It's not on the slate. It's not on the schedule. Mm -hmm. The reason we have been told is that um, Henry Cavill is difficult to negotiate with, Mm. that he was demanding way too much money uh, for the next Man of Steel movie, that Warner Brothers wasn't willing to pay him. I don't know what the number was. I don't know why they weren't willing to pay him. Mm -hmm. But at the time, you got to remember the climate we were in that we've already talked about, right? Like, everybody loves Marvel. Everybody's talking about how DC should just shut it down. Even though their movies are making big money, even though a lot of people are going to see them, the narrative out there is that it needs to be shut down. So Henry Cavill comes in and he demands a big paycheck. Warner Brothers is like, wait a minute. We don't even know if we want to commit to you, right? So uh, they don't commit to Henry Cavill for another Superman movie. And and then the story comes out that they don't even plan to make another Superman movie. Maybe they're going to make another... Maybe they're going to make a Supergirl movie instead. Mm-hmm. Like totally try to change gears. So to me... At this point in time, like the, like the thing I want more than anything is another Henry Cavill Superman movie, right? I want that story arc to, to advance, like I said, you know, like I want him to move forward from that dark origin mm-hmm. to come closer to the optimistic Richard Donner-esque classic Superman in his arc, right? Mm-hmm. I think we all wanted a man still, too. I did. Right. And I think... Maybe J.J. Abrams is the guy who can do that, mm-hmm. honestly, because if J.J.'s shown me anything, it's that he can match the tone of a franchise, right? Like, he did a great job with the first Star Trek movie that he did, mm-hmm. and he did a pretty great job of the first Star Wars movie that he did, mm-hmm. Although it's a whole can of worms, but you know, it's still he really got the tone, he really got the the look and the feel. You know, it really felt like a Star Wars movie. So I trust that J.J. Abrams can give me a Superman movie that feels the way a Superman movie is supposed to feel. I don't trust him to give me any sequels to it, right? Because he's proven to me that he can't do that. Um, right. But I trust I trust him to give me one. And then pass it off to another to another director for for what happens after that. But, um, so the idea that JJ was going to come and take over Superman, but not have it be Henry Cavill, to me was like it was like defeat, right? And there were stories that they were trying to cast other actors as Superman, and negotiations didn't work out or whatever. Um. So yeah, man, I was I, I was feeling pretty defeated as as a fan of the DCEU. Mm-hmm. Um and 
then I guess kind of it felt like out of the blue, man. A couple of weeks ago, we find out that the Snyder Cut is is going to is going to be released, and the the Snyder Cut for people who don't know the history, um. You know, after Zack Snyder left Justice League and they brought in Joss Whedon to finish it and he made it a much different movie, he changed a lot of things. Um, he reshot a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, he injected a lot of humor. Um, after all that happened, um, and people really reacted to it kind of badly, there was kind of an online fan movement that started to allow Zack Snyder to go back and finish his original vision of what he intended Justice League to be. Mm-hmm. It was a, there was this, you know, fans were going, wait a minute, we don't like what we got, but what we got wasn't what Zack Snyder was telling us we were going to get, right? It was something else. So what if we got what we were originally supposed to get? Why can't we have that, right? And of course the answer was, well, it doesn't exist because... Zack Snyder didn't finish shooting his movie. He didn't finish editing his movie. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't do visual effects on Zack Snyder's movie. It didn't exist. He would have to go back. He would have to reshoot. He would have to finish doing some shooting. He would have to fin. He would have to edit the thing, mm-hmm. and and then it would all have to be. Uh, you know, all the visual effects would have to be added. Uh, all the sound would have to be touched up. Uh, you know, all the things you do to make a movie would have to be redone. It would take millions and millions of dollars to go back and remake a Snyder cut of Justice League. Mm-hmm. And people were saying it would take up to like, you know, a hundred million dollars. People generally said, you know, 40 to $50 million is what I heard when I heard people discussing this. And, you know, why would it ever happen? Why would, why would Warner Brothers ever do that? That would be like saying Joss Whedon didn't do a good job. And like the, like the movie they put out in 2017, they, they would be like admitting that it wasn't a good movie. It would, like, it would be like cutting their own throat. But, you know, studio heads at Warner changed hands. And um, then all of a sudden they needed content mm-hmm. for their new streaming service. Uh, and... All of a sudden, here we are. It gets announced that, uh, yeah, they're going to spend the money. They're going to let Zack Snyder finish his original vision of Justice League. And they're going to re-release Justice League in 2021 on streaming. And uh, it's going to be... I mean, like this executive from Warner Brothers said, it's going to be a radical rethinking of that movie. We're getting a different movie. We're getting a new Justice League. We're getting a reset button. Let me ask you something. On Justice League. Let me ask you something. If uh, if theaters are up and running again in 2021, which I assume they will be, um, would you go see that in the theaters? If it was going straight to the stream. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Look, Justice League for me was like one of the most anticipated movies of my life. Mm -hmm. Like when I say like these are my my two prime fandoms, you know, like I was probably a fan of Justice League before Star Wars. Like from Superman, from sorry, the Super Friends cartoon on Saturday morning cartoons. Like as like in my earliest childhood, I was probably a Super Friends fan. So seeing the Justice League Mm -hmm. on in live action on the big screen was a dream of mine since my earliest, earliest childhood days. So when this movie was announced, 
you know, it was something I thought maybe would never happen. And after after a decade of watching Marvel film after Marvel film after Marvel film, mm-hmm. and and just wishing silently that DC would would get their act together in a similar way, mm-hmm. and I would I would get the same kind of um, you know regular. Uh, great quality uh, cinematic experience from the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Um, the Justice League movie that we got, yes, was a terrible disappointment to me. It was it was terribly disappointing to me. And the idea that I might be able to get a new, better one, like think about it. Zack Snyder has had all of these years. He's had three years now mm-hmm. to listen to people complain about what was wrong with Justice League, yeah. and now he's getting like. I, I, and then like this guy in this interview in IndieWire said it might be $70 million they're going to spend, Kev. Mm. Like, that's, that's like almost another whole movie. And, and the original Justice League cut was down to two hours, and Zack Snyder's original cut was three and a half hours. There's another hour and a half already that we haven't seen. So there's that much original footage already existing that he can use to recreate the movie, remake the movie with. And then he's going to get another $70 million to go do new stuff. And he's had three years to think about what he would do now. Like, I, to me, my expectation level could be through the roof for this thing. Mm-hmm. Like this could be, this could be great. This could be fantastic. This could be, I, I, I don't even know. Like I, 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 I promise you, we're gonna get a brand new looking Steppenwolf. They're gonna completely redo the visuals. They're probably gonna read com- completely redo all the dialogue for Steppenwolf. Yeah. You know what uh, the Zack Snyder cut really needs though. The What's twins that? and the monkey. Oh, the <laughs> the super twins and their yeah. and their monkey Gleek. Yeah, there you go. That's that's what this movie. Wonder means. twins. Wonder twins. Wonder, Wonder twins. twins powers activated. There you go. That's what they're called. Of an ice toboggan, <laughs> form of a an pterodactyl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what this movie needs. You're right. Yeah. We need the Wonder Twins. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Give me the monkey. Send a, send a note uh, me, to Snyder. I want, I want um, the monkey. We'll need, we'll need to add them digitally, probably. But <laughs> um, so let's talk about the things that are going to be different in Zack Snyder's version mm. of Justice League. Um, I think there's a major, major difference. Right. To me, probably the most exciting difference is the way that Superman is brought back to life. Yeah. And spoiler alert, I'm going to talk about like the way the plot is going to be really different in Justice League. Um, in Zack Snyder's version of Justice League, Superman isn't brought back to life by the Justice League. Mm-hmm. In Zack Snyder's version, Superman is brought back to life by Darkseid, by Steppenwolf. Right. And what comes back to life is an evil version of Superman who fights for Darkseid and Steppenwolf. Mm. And that's why the Justice League have to fight him. Right. And he comes back wearing the black suit. Which was, yeah. Which, uh, you know, we have seen, we have seen uh, outtakes yeah. of, of scenes that involve, that have the black suit the in black them. Suit, yes. uh, but, um, there's, there's a lot more of evil Superman of the Justice League having to deal with evil Superman, and that evil Superman plot line takes a lot longer to resolve itself in the movie than it does in the version that we got. Right. Um, 
so that's going to be really exciting. I mm-hmm. think we're going to see Superman maybe with long hair and a beard when he comes back to life uh, in Which the black suit. would make sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yes, we're going to see Darkseid at the end um, after he... Uh, after Steppenwolf gets decapitated and Darkseid steps on his head and crushes it like a grape, mm-hmm. uh, just to show you how much more powerful than Steppenwolf uh, Darkseid is. Um which is pretty cool. Uh, we're going to get um, more of the Flash's uh, character development. We're going to get the scene with uh, his love interest. What's her name? I can't believe I'm forgetting the Flash's girlfriend's name. But um, no there's there's a scene that we've seen the deleted uh, cuts for of uh, where he saves her from a car accident. Um, so we didn't get any of that. We didn't get his relationship at all uh, in in the in the first version. Uh, the the apparently the scene where um, Bruce Wayne goes to recruit Jason Momoa is much longer and goes much differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says no. Momoa turns him down hard. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, there's a lot of there's a lot of differences, but there's a lot of differences again that that we don't even know because because. Zack Snyder is going to be doing completely new stuff. You know, it's a, it's a radical rethinking of that movie right. is what they're saying. So um, we don't know everything to expect from, from this new version of Justice League. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, could be, it could be fantastic. And people are saying, does this mean it's going to make Joss Whedon's version go away? And I don't know how it could really in any way mm-hmm. and i don't even know like people are saying could this reset the dceu timeline back to Zack snyder's version instead of joss whedon's version but again i don't see how that's even an issue like i don't know what the difference really between joss whedon's version and Zack snyder's version is except that I mean, no, I don't even think there is a difference, right? Because mm-hmm. at the end of Joss Whedon's Justice League, uh, Steppenwolf is defeated, and there, I believe there's still some hinted threat that Darkseid might come in the future. Mm-hmm. But either way, Darkseid is still coming in the future. So, um, like, there's no reason the storyline can't pick up after Snyder cut and still be the same storyline that would have picked up after Joss Whedon cut that I know of that I can think of anyway. Um, but maybe that's yet to be revealed in some way that I don't understand. Um, but regardless, if this does well, I think you save Ezra Miller's job. He doesn't get fired Mm -hmm. and replaced. Um, I don't and think I he was think, ever getting fired as much as he didn't want to do it again. There's been no, he does want to do it desperately. No, he but did been, want to do it, but he didn't like the, the direction. Right, right. But then in the last couple of weeks, there's been other stuff. Like he got in a bar fight with a girl. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a video released of him choking a girl really? uh, outside that. a bar. And it was during COVID. No, so I... he shouldn't have even been in a bar in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like... Like his personal life is really messed up, and people have been been saying that they're going to have to cut him loose from Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, and given the fact that the Flash movie has had so many problems behind the scenes, 
in pre-production uh, that seemed likely. But yeah. I'm saying now, if this Snyder Cut thing works out, that's mm-hmm. not going to happen. And I think you might even see Ben Affleck come back. Uh, you know, and that's movie that sounds crazy with, with um, you know, the new Batman movie coming out, and um, what's his name, Rob Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I don't know, man. Um, like, I don't know how you bring Rob Pattinson in with this cast now. And if Henry Cavill is definitely coming back, which is now the story that's come out since the Snyder Cut story, mm-hmm. is that Henry Cavill has made a deal to come back to DCEU. Mm-hmm. It's not for a new Superman movie yet. He's agreed to appear in other movies as Superman, which is still great news because we've got a lot of movies coming out that, that he can that he can guest in, including uh, the new Black Adam movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so The Rock versus Henry Cavill would be pretty cool on screen. Um, and, uh, you know, there's still Aquaman 2 to come. Um, he could be in that or whatever happens with the flash movie. Um, well, they even have time to put him in wonder man, wonder woman, 1984, if they want. Yeah. I doubt they're going to go back and do that. Yeah. They technically could though. Right. Yeah, of course. Um, but what I think is going to happen, uh, is that Zack Snyder's cut of justice league is going to come out. And it's it's going to be leaps and bounds better <laughs> than Joss Whedon's version. Don't assume. We don't know. Just I, I'm. It, this is just my gut. This is just my prediction. I'm yeah. in prediction mode now, totally. Right. Um, because you're not going to have like two creators fighting in one movie, two creative visions combating each other in one movie, making it feel disjointed and weird. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have Henry Cavill's weird face through the whole thing. Just just a version of Justice League without Henry Cavill's CGI'd face mm-hmm. is automatically a way better movie. Automatically. I'm sorry. It's just, it, it was that bad. It was that distracting. Oh, it's horrible. So I like, I'm absolutely confident predicting that the Snyder cut is going to be a much better version of justice league. And then going forward, if there is anything that you need to correct in the timeline, mm-hmm. That's where the Flash movie comes in. Right. Because we already know that the Flash movie is going to be some version of the Flashpoint story. Mm-hmm. And the Flashpoint story is the Flash changes uh, the prime timeline to try to save his mother's life in the past. And it resets the entire DC universe. Mm. So... We have a couple of years before we make that movie. We have a couple of years to see what the results of the Snyder Cut is, and we have a couple. We we see how the how the Matt Reeves Batman movie goes. We see how people's reaction to the return of Henry Cavill goes. We see how the next Wonder Woman movie goes. Uh, we see how the next Aquaman movie goes, mm. and then we can decide in the Flash movie who we want to be in the next Justice League film. And we use the Flash movie to resolve the universe to whatever version of it we want it to be exactly. Mm. Right? And if that, that means if we're recasting Ezra Miller, we can do it there. That means if we're, recast, if we're bringing back Ben Affleck magically, we can do it there. If we're replacing Ben Affleck with Robert Pattinson, we can do it there. It can all happen in the Flashpoint movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that happens in the Flashpoint series. We get uh, a, a different version of Batman in that in the original Flashpoint. Um, I think it's his father or something. I don't know. Hmm. Um, anyway, man, I, I just think that the future of DCEU is exciting again. Yeah. Like it's back. It's revived yeah, by hopefully. this by this Snyder cut thing, right? It seemed like it was in some weird version of dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though we still had great movies coming out, you know, wonder woman's doing great. Aquaman's doing great. Yep. Uh, Shazam's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, black Adam's going to be cool. Um, still the whole uh, concept of the DCEU seemed like it was dead. And the concept of the justice league seemed like maybe it was dead. And, and it's not, man. It's back. It's 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 reset. It's rebooted. It's it's time to get into DCEU mode again. And I'm happy about that, Kev. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it pans out, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I've talked your ear off, my friend. That you have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've gone on too long or if I've not said enough at this point, but I probably am boring at this point. So, (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait for 2021. I can't Mm -hmm. wait for the Snyder Cut of Justice League to come out. I can't wait for 2021 just because I'm sick of 2020. I hate 2020. (laughs) That's true. Um, But, uh, man... DC mode. Here we go. It's DC season, folks. It's DC season up in here. And that's cool because, look, I'm not stoked about what's going on in MCU. And what is going on in MCU? I'm not even sure. Like, it's weird yeah, right, right now. now. It's, a, it's, a, it's a weird time right now. Well, Black it's a weird time. Widow got postponed. Right. And I don't even care about that movie at all. Like, yeah. I, I, and I think it'll be good. Um, She's like a great the, character. So the the movies that I want to see in MCU, like mm-hmm. the next Thor movie, the next Guardians movie, mm-hmm. they seem like they're so far away. The next Doctor Strange movie yeah. seems like it's so far away. Yeah. Uh, even though it's like one of the next ones coming up, I don't know, man. I'm like just like MCU feels like it's on hold to me, and I just feel like DC just I don't know. Yeah, it's weird because uh, we're used to getting two Marvel films a year. Yeah. Right, and sometimes three. <laughs> right, yeah. I think they released three last year. Was it? Was it last year? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Endgame, and and uh, Spider Man. I feel like was all last year, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, no. It's just weird, just not having any Marvel content right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's kind of weird. So yeah. I'm used to seeing something around May, right? So yeah. yeah, and DC has had all this stuff going on on television, right? Mm-hmm. With the CW shows, which, which mostly I don't like at all, and I feel like they've treated Superman so badly on the CW TV shows, uh-huh. and I I'm not stoked about their new Superman TV show that's coming out. I I hate the actor they cast as Superman. Oh, okay. I hate. I hate the way they treated the character on the Supergirl show, mm. even though the Supergirl show is actually one of their better shows. Um, I, st- I had to stop watching it when they started bringing Superman on it regularly because they just they just mistreated his character so badly, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, uh, the only show I really like on CW is The Flash. I think they do a good job. I think Grant Gustin is a good Flash. Um, but I like Ezra Miller's Flash better, honestly. Um, so, um, yeah, man. 
I'm looking forward to having a lot more DC to talk about, a lot more DC news coming in the future. Mm. Um, I can't wait for the Snyder Cut, like I said again. Uh, and this David Ayer Cut, you know, is it's it's very likely that it could happen, especially if the Snyder Cut does really well. Yeah. Uh, if it makes some money, um, we could see David Ayer's original vision of Suicide Squad. Which I would be fascinated to see. Mm. We've always we've always heard that Jared Leto's Joker had like an hour of more scenes, yeah. and and we didn't get them. He was like kind of a supporting character in that film. So yeah. yeah, I would be interested. I say give us all like why would you hold back content, right? Like mm. if if you have this content sitting there and and it doesn't cost you much to just present it to us, and there's and there's an interest in it. Yeah, why would you not like like just say it's a what if? Mm-hmm. Say it's not canon if you want. Fine, but why would you not give it to us? Like I think yeah, definitely give it all to us. I hope they do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Give it to me. Give it all to me. Give it to give me, it. baby. Anyway, we should probably wrap up this conversation for tonight for episode fifty-two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kev, I don't know. Do you have any final thoughts though before we? Um, on the DCEU. So, um, as far as the Snyder Cut goes, um, I'm not one of those people who are, like, super stoked about it. I will watch it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I guess Justice League in a, in a whole left a really bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> so, but have have I given you hope that maybe we're going to get like such a different movie? Yeah, that... no, no. I, we, I'm sure we'll get a different movie. Uh, definitely a different second half of a movie, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, it's not. I'm not. When I first heard it, I was like, okay, they're finally giving the fans what they want because so many people are like, give us the Snyder cut, blah blah blah. But I was not one of those people who was like, "Give us the Snyder cut." No, me neither. You know and I, mean? I so, and I did, I didn't think it was a realistic thing to yeah. expect or hope for. Yeah. Um, even though I always thought it would be cool. Yeah, um, no, it'd be cool to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, I was not one of those people who was like, "God damn, I demand it." <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like signing online petitions for a Snyder cut. No, I, that wasn't me. But uh, right. but yeah no I'll I'll definitely watch it and li- like you said uh, when I asked you if you would go see it in the theater you said yes and I probably would too yeah um like that's one of the main uh, or well, I was gonna say one of the main reasons why I would go see it in the theaters because right now I I miss the theater man I haven't been to the yeah. theater since <laughs> February yeah. you know what I mean so yeah um and you know me I'm a regular I go like at least once at least two to three times a month right right so um but anyways yeah no i would i would probably watch it in the theater as well um oh. again but i'm not one of those people who are just like you know i'm not a i'm not a um release a snyder cut guy yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? me so, neither but now that it's being released i'm so yeah, glad no, i think it's cool release. right but and, uh, I don't think it's going to lead to a flood of this kind of thing. Like maybe I the air, think it will lead maybe to the a air trend. cut only, only because it's the same studio. Maybe the air cut, I but think it will lead to a trend. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I, like, I don't think I don't think they're ever going to make Solo two like the other say, online exactly. movement. 
but I, I think, don't think who knows maybe happen. they will release that um the uh the cut with um uh the, two. the miller the lord and miller yeah, cut. lord and miller cut who knows that's another thing that doesn't <laughs> exist and i you yeah. know what i i was thinking about that too but i think ron howard is maybe slightly slightly too important in hollywood yeah. to be slight like maybe joss whedon doesn't have ron howard's like level of hollywood influence i don't know but uh like i don't think we're ever gonna see the lord and miller kind I of think so it would be cool to re-release it on like blu-ray and include yeah. some of the deleted footage that's what i was yeah. hoping when i yeah. bought the original yeah. blu-ray but yeah i think uh i think not necessarily recut into into the film but at least yeah. give us the outtakes of what they did sure sure because i'm sure it's in a fucking on a hard drive somewhere yeah and it's interesting just because it's Star Wars content. Yeah. Like, just because it's fascinating to be as Star Wars fans to see what might have been. Yeah, exactly. yeah. No, I'd be interested to just see. Like, just like that. Um, even hear more about it. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. Um, that cartoon. Uh, what was what's it called again? Um, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. Um, it's the one where it's supposed to be like a really goofy take on Star Wars. Seth Green was was on it. Um, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? No, a cartoon. Oh, dude. Um, I'm just gonna look it up real quick. Um, yeah, there was like there was like a not, trailer out for not it. Futurama. No, 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 no. Um, and not Robot Chicken. No, no, no. But it's it's Robot Chicken esque, but okay. it's cartoon. It's not. It's not. Robot. I don't know why I can't think of what you're thinking of. Um, That's. Oh my God! What's it called again? <laughs> okay. It's gonna it's gonna bother me. I'll I'll figure it out and I'll. But Seth Green was uh, one of the producers on it, and uh, it was um, it was actually like it, they made a bunch of episodes, um, but it never it never got released. Uh, Detours, Star Wars Detours. Oh yeah, never never heard of it. Oh really? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, There's a rumor. There was rumors of it being released on Disney Plus, uh, as is, but uh, yeah. it's not a hundred percent. So, interesting yeah called detours cool. so but anyways yeah i would like to see that anyways. <laughs> yeah yeah no i say give us it all man like like don't hold stuff back just like let it release it all like mm-hmm. just say it's not finished say it's you know it's this or that it's not canon it's not finished whatever yeah. but let us see it yeah, yeah don't yeah. hide it from us yeah anyway. absolutely i agree that's where I stand. So anyway, I'm a happy DC fan, Kev, and I'm looking cool. forward to talking about DC a lot more in the next coming little while. Awesome. And uh, I don't know. That's uh, that's really all I have to say here tonight on all episode right. 52. All right. Um, anyone else have anything to say? That's the end? I guess it is. <laughs> I guess it is. Who's that? <laughs> That's uh It's Janet, Miss Jackson if you're nasty. Ah, uh, Miss Jackson. Yeah. I see, I see. Well, yes, that is the end of episode <laughs> fifty two of Twelve for this podcast. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Please uh follow us on Twitter oh. or troll us there. One of the things we forgot to uh to talk about is we finally hit over five hundred uh Oh yeah. We hit him we hit a big mono yeah, a big, milestone, big milestone on Facebook. We're over five hundred likes and I wanna thank G Money for uh, be, for joining our staff on the page and inviting his entire friends list to like us. Uh, I want to thank uh, Melinda, my wife, for for doing the same thing, and I want to thank everybody who liked our page. Yeah, um, I, I think we're up to five hundred nineteen likes now, which yeah, okay. you know it's not like 
you know, super huge or anything, but to us, it's mm-hmm. taken a long time. It's been a lot of hard work, and uh, I'm very proud of it. It made me very happy. There you go. There you <laughs> so, go. on Nerd and Up Nerd, and here's to the next 500, and uh, hopefully many, many more after that. There you go. The only person we're missing on this list is... Carol Baskin. And uh, hopefully she'll uh, she'll like us soon. Well, I don't want her to uh, soak my clothing in sardine oil. <laughs> so, uh, I hope you're correct about that, yeah, my friend. I hope you you're go. correct. There you go. So, check us out on Twitter. For the, Twitter ah, Twitter.com forward slash tooled for this pod. Spell with a two and a four. Yeah. And on Facebook, of course. Facebook.com forward slash tooled for this podcast. Spell with a two and a four. Because mm-hmm. that's how 90s rappers spell. And that's what we happen to be. So I guess uh, that's all for this episode, and um, there's nothing else to say except just chill. Till the next episode. Mm-hmm.